Have you ever thought about marketing as a career? Perhaps you're already in marketing. Maybe you're already a marketer and you're having some doubts or maybe you love it and you want to know how you can make more of it. Well, we, we got a perfect guest joining us today. He's just written a book called Is Marketing a Good Career? You probably know him if you're in the digital marketing world at all. He's got a big following on Twitter. He's been podcasting for a long time, and I'm going to bring him right on. We're going to get right into a discussion of marketing as a career and what it's all about. And uh, welcome to our guest, Christoph Trapp. Christoph, how are you? Doing great, Ross. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to see you again. Yeah, great to see you. Hope you had a good holidays. Um, welcome to 2023. It's my first live stream for 2023. If you're new in these parts, I'm Ross Brand from Livestream Universe, and our show on Amazon Live is called Livestream Deals. We started it in 2017 as uh, an interview show, and we've since brought it over to Amazon Live, and now we have uh, our second in a row of of interviews, and I'm thrilled to have Christoph on. He's been uh, part of my books <laughs> as we get to his. And if you have your book there, please do hold it up because uh, we want to be showing the product and uh, sharing some information about it. So tell us, um, looking at marketing as a career, did you have somebody, an age demographic or a level of experience in mind when when you wrote the book? Yeah, first of all, Ross, let me respond really briefly. I can't hold up the book because I don't have the hard copy. Oh, yes. That's, that's, However, um, they are actually out there. We have the hard we have a hardcover, we have a paperback, and we have a Kindle. So check them out. You can order them all online. Um, I just didn't do the prime delivery because I don't need it tomorrow or yesterday or whatever, even though right now it would have been helpful <laughs> <laughs> in hand, but you know, you can order it and get it right away. Now, um, the reason I wrote this book and, and the kind of the, who it's written for is, number one, people who are thinking about their careers, right? What do they want to do? Where do they want to go? And that's, you know, could be high school students, seniors, uh, could be college students that are still trying to decide what to do. Uh, I'm not even talking about majoring in marketing necessarily, though you could. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, I've come from journalism and moved over into marketing and that worked out just fine. And then um, also people who try to make a switch mid-career, um, you know, like like journalists, you know, they're looking at what should I do next? Where should I go? And, and not just journalists, but anybody else who is a communicator. Um, and that's really not for any specific age group necessarily. Sometimes, People just end up in marketing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whoops, I'm on the marketing team. How did I get here? And um, it's also a good book for them because it really talks about, you know, what makes a good career? How do you get there? How do you uh, figure that out? And, and it's kind of interesting to me because there's different stages in careers, right? Early on in your career, you might not care as much if it's a perfect team. But I think the older, the older you get, the, the more you care about that. Um, because you always want to learn something, right? Uh, right? That doesn't mean we should put those things aside, but it talks about all those things. How do you find the right team? How do you find the right company? I'll give you one example. Sure. Director of content strategy. There is probably 15 different job descriptions of that job out there, and it depends <laughs> on the company size. It depends on the team setup. So you kind of have to figure out what version of those different roles are you actually after. 
You know, when you talk about marketing, um, a lot of people may have an image or an impression in their mind of what a marketer is. But in fact, marketing has really different roles <laughs> and different personality types and different skill sets. Can you go over some of the different components of a marketing agency or a marketing department and where people who might not have thought of themselves as traditionally what we think of as a marketer might actually be able to find a role and really be valued for their skill set in, in the profession? So I, I think the I think that's a fantastic question. The biggest thing to think about is that marketing is a funnel, right? It's either the traditional funnel or it's a bow tie right. funnel, which the bow tie funnel basically means you also work on marketing with your customers um, and trying to prevent churn, really. Sometimes customer success does that. Uh, but at the end of the day, you need different roles to do that. And sometimes I think the the growth marketing person takes all the, the limelight because that is directly tied to revenue, right? We can see it. We can feel it in our wallets, whatever. Right, right. And, and you do need <laughs> that person. I'm not opposed to making money. I want to make as much money as I can, too. But the reality is uh, it's a whole funnel of activities, right? So you can use designers, video editors, social media people. Maybe even if you read uh, Mark Schaefer's latest book on building community, maybe even community managers, right? Mm -hmm. um, not every task everybody does is directly tied to revenue, but at some point it certainly helps with the overarching thing. Um, then let me give you the, uh, the example I give in the book is the role of content creator or, or content writer. And sometimes people think, oh, if you can write, you can write all kinds of different things. But, but even if you just take that, there's so many specialties. You could be an SEO writer. You could be a speech right. writer, which is completely different of, of how to write that. Um, it, you could be a copywriter. You could be a, the, the version of make it look pretty from design kind of writer, right? right? Just make this sound better. Like there's all these different things of, of writing skills. So it's really important to figure out where do you fit? What are you good at? Um, what do companies need? And I think what's interesting is companies do need good content. Companies need correct content, accurate content, powerful content that gets the message across. Um, and but, but you want to think about where do you fit? And then right. this is kind of the trick, Ross, you have to find the right company, right? So the more specialized you get, I think the bigger the company has to be, honestly, typically, not always, but most of the time. So if you're, let's say you're an SEO copywriter or an SEO writer, um, you know, a team that like a, a three-person team or two-person team is not going to have one person be an SEO copywriter, right? They right, right. have everybody do almost everything um, and they have to prioritize. So you have to figure out where do you kind of enter the market? What can you learn and where can you evolve? And then also, um, how do you advance in your career? And I'm happy to go down the advancement road mm. if you like, because that is a fantastic uh, discussion, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Before we do that, you hit yeah. on something with speech writing and some parts of copywriting that I traditionally have thought of as being PR, PR roles. Where is the dividing line today between what the marketing department's responsible for and what is purely PR? Well, so the, it's, that's a fantastic question, too, because <laughs> it depends on the role, right? So right. I think theoretically, so if you go to a class and they say, well, uh, where's the line between marketing and PR, right? You, you can look at those different lines. But how many companies do you know that have a PR department? You know, I mean, I... Right, I a lot of them don't. 
right? But there's a lot of companies, they have a marketing team, but they don't have a PR department. So maybe speech writing is not the, the perfect example. But my point is, you know, all these different types of writing. I mean, even email writing is different. I'll give you an example. Um, I write headlines for the blog and they're written for a specific reason. And then I repurpose my blog posts as email campaigns. And the headline from the blog post never works on email, right? I run it through subjectline.com and have it graded. It's right, never right. like, it's really low. So I have to change it. So my point is there's different ways to write. That doesn't mean I can't write for email. I can't. But to answer your question, it all depends on the company. I mean, I know companies that have PR, um, PR teams, but I also know big companies that don't have a PR team. And not to pick on Twitter today, but Twitter doesn't have a communications team anymore, right? They don't mm -hmm. like, so it, it all depends on, um, on how, on the company's setup. Now, when people are looking to talk to companies, kind of ask the question, how does things, how do people work together? Who does what? Um, and then try to figure out, um, you know, where you fit, or maybe you don't fit, depending on what their answers are. We're talking with Christoph Trapp. He is the author of the new book, Is Marketing a Good Career? And I didn't have a graphic prepared, so this isn't going to cover the whole screen, but I <laughs> want to show people the book cover. So uh, just stand by for a second. I'm going to put it up so that people can take a look at it. Uh, is Marketing a Good Career? Uh, Christoph's book is available. Take a look at the uh, carousel right below the video window. You can get the book. Um, I also have Christoph's other books, which are fantastic. They're there as well. So if you want to do a deep dive on uh, everything that he likes to talk about and discuss, very knowledgeable author and professional and some other tools as well. We'll talk a little bit about microphones and green screens and so forth towards the end of the discussion. But let me just ask the question that you ask in the title straight out. Is marketing a good career? It all depends on where you end up. It all depends on what you're good at. All, it all, so the, the graphic I have in the book, is marketing a good career? Yes, no, if you're good at it. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, as uh, I think it was Mark Babbitt in his book, he talks about respect and results. You know, yes, you want to have a good, good place where you're going to work. Um, but you also need to provide results, right? And then you have to align those results with what the company actually values. I'll give you an example. If you're an SEO writer, SEO content marketer, right? Or you focus on that and you can drive SEO results, but the company doesn't value SEO results. Mm -hmm. I can promise you it will not be a good career for that specific role, right? In that specific mm -hmm. company. So I think that's why it's so important to find the right fit, to find your right strength, to find the right team. If you can accomplish all those things, it can absolutely be a fantastic career. Um, if you work with a brand, I talk about brand equity in the book, and Matt Zucker, who left a nice review of the book already, who is a, who is a marketer himself, you know, he talks about, it even talks about brand equity, how important that is. And it is, right? So if you work for a brand that has no brand, nobody even knows, or a company that has no brand, nobody knows what they stand for, nobody knows anything about them, <laughs> the name is kind of weird, like, you know what I mean? Like, some, you can look at that, depending where you are in your career, as an opportunity, or if you're more on the pessimistic side, you can look at it as a red flag, you know, right. and I think it's kind of hard to figure out uh, where things actually stand. Uh, but I think absolutely, if you have the skills, if you can figure out where you fit in the market, if you can find the right company, 
um, the right support system, it can absolutely be a good career. Now, if you can't do marketing, if you can't find a place where you work, it will not be a good career, right? It's going to be a nightmare. So, um, so that's kind of my, my long answer to it depends. <laughs> so we're still going to get to your career advice, but since you open, you open that door, I do want to ask, um, you know, you said if you're not good at marketing, so what are some of the skill sets that people should evaluate whether they have? Because really, I think selecting any career starts with knowing yourself and knowing what you're good at and you like to do and you have some knowledge and talent for because otherwise you're probably not going to be happy. And if you're not happy doing something, you're not going to be successful. We always think like, oh, I have to be happy first. But a lot of times happiness comes from being in a position where we're doing something we're good at and we feel valued. So what, what are the things that people should be good at? So there, I know they're very varied, but within marketing, what are some of the key, key skills that a good marketer would have? You know, I don't remember exactly what John Mueller, Mueller of uh, Google said the other day, but he said something about you just have to be curious and, and persevere or something, something mm. like that. And I think those are really important. You have to keep trying new things, see what works, see what doesn't work. You need to have a thirst for, for, for testing, you know, like test, test, test. I'll give you an example, YouTube shorts. I would have thought that's the craziest thing I ever do as a strategy, but they work fantastically well, right? They drive people to my, uh, to my, um, my podcast, my live stream, subscriber numbers go up <laughs> only because I'm doing YouTube shorts. It is right. crazy. So you want to try those things. Now, that's a little bit up in the sky, you know, a little like forward thinking, I guess, or, or down the road for some people. At the, at the basis, you have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to understand people. Why are people doing this? You have to have that analytical mind. I'll give you an example. And maybe as a journalist, it has helped me that I have this mindset. But so, for example, if I'm like, oh, do people do this? How do I know? Where's the data? How can I prove one way or the other? How can I know for sure? Right. So I always ask. I, I hardly ever know anything, Ross, until I check. Um, I might have an opinion. You know, I'm like, oh, based on what I know, here's what the, what what happens, blah, blah, blah. But you have to move past the whole thing of, oh, my goodness, um, I never do that. There's all kinds of things I don't do. You right, know what I mean? Right. A buddy of mine just launched a company for business travel. And you know where I travel to? today? Nowhere. I sit right here. Sometimes I go upstairs. Sometimes I go, you know, another floor up, but I don't really travel anywhere. So, you know, but he must have done the research. He knows what's going on. So he, you know, he is launching that company and I'm, I'm sure he'll be successful just because of how he, how he does business. So you have to understand how your target audience actually works. What are they trying to do? How are they, um, you know, how are they operating? Um, and then how do you reach them? I'll give you an example. This is probably the first book that is more about SEO than any of my other books. Wow. So, so like, so my goal is, we'll see if it happens, right? But my goal is that Amazon, my Amazon listing ranks number one for is marketing a good career? It has plenty of searches. If I can get to number one or number one, to two, one two or three, right? It will sell itself. Just right. through the search, right? Right, right. Uh, even if I'm in the top 10, maybe. Um, but in my previous books, I didn't really think about that, right? I was thinking about, oh, what's a good topic? Like I was trying to create a market or not a market, but create like the niche, right? So my going live book, most podcasters don't do what you and I do. 
Right. We, they don't live stream their podcast. But I wrote that because I was trying to get them to think about it. And I was, to an extent, trying to create a, a niche. In right. this book, I'm not trying to create any niche. I'm trying to answer a question that thousands of people ask for every every month. Right, um, right. So, so you have to think. Of, my, my point is, the reason I'm bringing this up is because... If you try to, if you understand people, what they're doing, where there's an opportunity, that's how you can succeed as a marketer. And I'm telling you this, marketing has never been harder. Everybody's trying to do it. Uh, some companies spend a gazillion dollars on it, you right. know, and then you're trying to beat them and you don't have, you, you, you don't have a gazillion dollars. Um, so, so you have to understand people. You have to be able to write, not necessarily long form content, but you have to communicate in their written word. And you have to find a way to, to figure out what words to use that inspire people. I mean, think about ads. Think about your, um, you know, like your headline, right? I mean, right. if you can't write a good headline, nobody's going to watch this. Right. Your, your headline is perfect, though. I love it. <laughs> but that's where, that's where a journalist background or journalism background actually helps you. Because even though journalism is very much in theory about the facts and the story and everything. How do you get people to read the story? What can you pull from the story that makes it most enticing that people will read or even better in the old days will turn to an inside page. Now with our ability to measure clicks, it's gotten really out of hand in terms of clickbait headlines and things like that. But I mean, this is a skill that's been evolving over, you know, centuries. How do we how do we communicate the first few words to make people want to listen or read or, you know, dive deeper into more of a video or whatever, whatever it is? Yep. I mean, um, go, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no. I was going to say um, somebody walked into a marketing department after being out of the field for 15 years, it would be completely unrecognizable to them. They'd be like, what is he talking about? SEO and digital and, you know, uh, your analytics. And I mean, there were some marketing analytics, but nothing like the wealth of data we have now. Um, how do marketing departments deal with it? How do they handle, because you could become overwhelmed with all the avenues in which to market and then all the different ways to measure. Um, and, 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 you know, you could end up with mixed signals coming back, of course, because what's a conversion? What are you measuring? What, what, where is the direct line of sight between a marketing campaign <laughs> and, and net income for the company, you know? You, you know, I think what it comes back to, so when you mention, you know, you, you step away for 15 years, so that implies it's an older employee, right, mm -hmm. who comes in and, and you know, how can they operate now? And I think that's a really good question. I, I want to go back to when I was working in the news business. And basically right. what happened is everybody was saying, digital first, digital first, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And they weren't wrong, but, but the news industry, for a large extent, still hasn't made the shift anyway. So I don't know why they were screaming so much 15 years ago. And, but my point is, if you are a good journalist and you know how to write a good story, I could care less if you right. understand SEO. I do not care, right? The SEO certainly will help you, and there's some other strategies that we can teach you. But the reason I mention that story is back in the day, I would say, hey, 
you're really good at this. Focus on that. And the other stuff will come. We'll kind of move you along and get you there, right? You, but, but we need you to do this. So think about what are the strengths that different people bring to the table. Not everybody needs to be an analytics whiz at all, right? Not every person needs to be a blog writer. Not every person needs to be, I mean, insert the blank, you know, mm -hmm. that's why you have a team. If you don't need, if you don't want a team or don't need a team, then you can just have one person who can do the one thing you, you only care about and, and hope and, and pray it's going to work. Um, right. But figure out what do people bring to the table? Understand they're, they're people, right? I'm not perfect. I got certain things that I can't do and, um, or that I don't, you know, respond to well or whatever. But there's also things I'm really good at. So that's mm -hmm. why you have a, a team. And I also would recommend somebody, Michelle Nagomi, uh, who runs the African-American Marketing Association. I think I got that name right um, for the association. She talks about diversity. And, you know, and I, I, I joke with her and I say, hey, Michelle, I'm in Iowa, 93% white. How am I ever going to build a diverse team in Iowa. And she says, well, you won't. You got to hire some remote people, right? Like hire some people in other places, which is exactly true. So my point, the reason I bring that up in the book is because you need diversity. And it's not just diversity about race or gender. It's all those things. It's also about life experiences, skills, viewpoints. Um, you know, it's the, the worst team, quite frankly, uh, Ross, is when everybody just sits around. And so you're the boss and you say, Christoph, we should run this campaign. And everybody sits there and goes, oh, Ross, you're the greatest. We love you. Yes, we do. We do exactly what you want. And yes, compliment each other when it makes sense. Don't be insubordinate or whatever. But you need to have those diverse teams, right? You need to have those diverse thoughts. And that doesn't mean you always disagree, that, that you always agree or disagree. Uh, but you want to build those teams. And that's why it's really important to have that diversity, whether it's somebody who did marketing 15 years ago. Now, I will say this. Somebody comes in and they've done it for a long time. They can also uh, tune it back a little bit, right? They don't always have to say, well, 10 years ago when we did this, you know, like that also gets old, quite frankly. <laughs> when we were running the printing press. <laughs> right? I mean, that also gets old, and I catch myself doing that sometimes, and I'm like, oh, you know, throw the key away. Um, but bring the value that you can bring to the team. And it's not just young people. It's not just old people. It's not just middle-aged people. It's everybody, right? It's not just white people, not just black people. I mean, I can go down the line, right, for the next half an hour on this. Right. Um, you you want to have that diversity on the team. Um, and, and that comes back to leadership. And I have a whole section on how to pick your boss. Um, and I get it. You get 30 minute interviews, maybe right. maybe seven of them, even if people overdo it. Um, and that's not a lot to figure out. Is that out. trend still going? The ridiculous trend of like, bring the person back seven times before we hire them. <laughs> so I, I we're I, hiring an intern today. We've got seven people scheduled to meet with him or her. And, uh, you know, just put your whole day on hold. <laughs> Because <laughs> we can't possibly hire the wrong intern. Uh, so don't do any work today. We're all going to meet with you. And, and you're like a poor person. Like, you know, they have another job. Like, you want your people to, 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 to go when they look for another job and, have to, and take off from your job six times to go interview? What are we making people do? <laughs> well... So first of all, I think the worst version of that actually is when you have seven interviews and they all ask this exact same question. 
and you have to literally answer the same question. Um, I think there's a better way to do it, right? You have different. How did like, you get started in marketing? What makes you want to work here? Like seven, seven times. I mean, I think it's better when you have different sets, right? Like the mm -hmm. first one is about one thing. The second one is about another thing. The third one is about something totally different. And I think that's better. But what really takes me off, and again, this comes back to where you are in your career. When people ask you to do a, pro to do a test project and so they don't want to. They looks like you froze up for a second, Christoph. Um, it looks, I think you're back now. But uh, anyway, we're talking to Christoph <laughs> Trapp. He's the author of the new book, Is Marketing a Good Career? Uh, we're live exclusively on Amazon Live. We'll go th through some of Christoph's other books coming up and also talk a little bit about live streaming and podcasting gear. But uh, it appears you're back, and uh, you were discussing, of course, the interview process and and hiring people for a marketing department. The, the, I think the last thing when I when I cut off here is um, the worst thing is when people ask people to do um, test projects unpaid, right? Mm -hmm. And basically you create a strategy or whatever. And this is an interesting thing too, because it depends on where you are in your career, right? I mean, if you're early in your career, maybe you want to do it. Um, but it, but depend. But if they're going to just use it and not hire anybody anyways, what a waste of time and energy and, and money. Uh, what my philosophy is, if somebody asks me to do a project, I either decline and I bow out or I tell them how much that would cost. Right. right? So if I'm creating. So, for example, let's call it an assessment and at blank an hour. We can we can I can give you a, an overview of what's going well and not in your department from my vantage point. But otherwise, you know, sometimes they bring you in and, you know, you have the reason they're bringing you in is, you know, you have more expertise in an area where they're lacking. And it's like, no, no, no. You just want to pick my brain for an hour and then send me on my way. And I'm so if I get so geared up to get this job. You'll never hire me because I'll tell you everything you need to know. And I mean, we've all been there, but it's just, you know, it's one of the strange things about the hiring process. <laughs> it really is. So you have to decide what you want to do, what you're okay with, yeah. and you know, kind of move forward from there. Let's talk a, a little bit about your other books. Of course, we want everybody to check out Is Marketing a Good Career on Amazon? It's highlighted in the carousel. Uh, before we get to the other books, you also have a, a, a wonderful podcast that's been top of the charts in the marketing area. Tell us about um, the business storytelling po podcast. How long you've been doing that, and and how's it going? It's been live for about three years now. Uh, do a couple episode episodes a week, maybe one one to three, depending on the week. Uh, I do live stream them. If if it's an author, they, I do live the, live stream them to Amazon as well. They're 26 minutes now because they go on DBTV. That's a television right. station. It runs kind of early in the morning, uh, but it's still you know on TV. So it's kind of cool to get that out there. Especially they're growing really rapidly in different areas. So it's kind of cool to see that. And uh, yeah, you know, I we do live video, and then of course the audio version goes into all the different podcast channels too. That's great. That's great. And of course, your previous book you mentioned earlier, um, it was a topic that's a favorite of mine. Uh, you called it Go Live, and it's about why podcasters can benefit from live streaming their podcast recordings. Um, just briefly, in a in, you know, quick summary, why why do you believe that podcasters should be live streaming? Well, you know, t uh, building a podcast on podcast channels does take a little bit of time. 
And but a lot of companies already have an audience on social media. So why wouldn't you live stream to LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, wherever else, Facebook, if you have an audience there? Um, and that's really all I'm saying. Just kind of, you know, put it out there and and uh, share your content in one more one more channel, one more way, I guess. How do people find you on Amazon? I have your Twitter handle up there, but how do how do we find you on Amazon? Like I have I, a redirect for Ross Brand dot yeah. What do you? I'm not that fancy because um, <laughs> I think of Amazon a little bit different. But if you search if actually, if you search for Christoph Trap on Amazon, it goes right to my storefront. Um, so that does that does work. So search for Christoph Trap on Amazon. Let's let's head to the next book. You had a book on content performance. Talk about that and and how you measure content performance. So this really talks about how you have to set up a content performance culture, right? At the end of the day, how do you empower people to create content that actually performs? And that's um, that's what that talks about. Again, some of the pieces did make it into the new book as well because you have to have that right culture, the right setup. And I'm telling you, there's still a lot of bosses who don't behave in the way to create a culture that actually encourages performance, which is really crazy because, you know, Everybody wants performance, but you right, have to set right. up people correctly to do it, right? So if you have meetings all day long, you're not a good content performance culture because here's the thing. I, my content will never perform if, number one, I don't produce it, and number two, I don't publish it. And I cannot produce content if I am sitting in meetings all day. I do not sit in meetings all day, but I'm just saying I know there's a lot of content creators who have meeting after meeting after meeting, and you, know, uh, you have to create that culture. All right. Get customer focused, make the connection. Um, you're all about this, I know. Talk a, talk a little bit about it. Was this your first book or your second, your second no, book? No, it was the second one I wrote with Kelsey Getcho. And, uh, you know, basically we share how do, how do we talk, how do we put the customer at the forefront? That doesn't mean everything the customer says goes, but certainly how do we become more customer focused um, in, our, in all of our work, you know, whether it's the experience. Uh, person to person or our content or, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so do you have, um, besides the current book, we'll put that aside. We want everybody focused on that, but do you have, which, which book would you say has resonated the most with your, your following? Oh, that's a good question. I think my first one on authentic storytelling, which currently is actually not in print, uh, did resonate. It's a little up high in the sky. I, I read it again maybe a year ago, and I'm like, oh, I would update this today and this. But that one sold pretty well. The Going Live one went to number one, of course, in a couple categories. Um, and, and I think the Going Live is interesting enough to people um, who are trying to podcast and trying to make it work. So probably that's why that resonated. Um, and then hopefully the new one. Yeah. <laughs> um, we talked briefly. Um, we mentioned that I have a couple of books out, 100 Predictions, Volume 1, and 100 Live Streaming and Digital Media Predictions, Volume 2. You can read Christoph in both of the books, uh, sharing his thoughts on what's going on in the world of live streaming, podcasting, and content creation. All right. You want to dig into a little gear before we wrap up? Really quickly, I actually changed to my uh, iPad, which is currently leaning against that same microphone, but uh, be, there's some setup problem my computer again today. Oh, uh, uh, don't worry. That microphone is just awesome uh, because it sits right in front of you, right? It's in your face. Um, and as you can see, even it's always off. $70 for that microphone uh, is just a fantastic price. I probably bought that. I can probably check, honestly, while we're talking. 
Um, I bought that, okay, January 14th, 2021. And here we are two years later, and it's still going strong. I'm pretty sure the setup today it's is a not Ma'ano, Ma'ano uh, USB microphone with zero latency monitoring. It, uh, it, professional cardioid condenser mic with touch mute button and mic gain knob for recording, podcasting, gaming, and YouTube. It's quite the all-in-one setup. It looks like, it, yeah, it comes with your, your boom arm and everything you need. It comes with everything. And the one thing, if you are... Uh, if you need a new microphone, I would always consider to make sure that if you have, if you only have a computer, to make sure it's mm -hmm. actually USB. I know there's some fancy right. mics out there. You have to put them in an audio mixer. I don't have an audio mixer, you know, so they won't do you any good unless you spend that money too. So since we're talking about mics and I have one right in the shot, I'll mention the Shure SM7B. Um, this is a great studio broadcast mic. It's the one that I've been using for several years and um it's just become really popular among podcasters live streamers youtubers and i think it sounds good on a lot of voices it's kind of a warm sound very pleasant to listen to um so that that's where i kind of come down on on that one um the other mic that i really love is the electro voice re50 um this is a handheld mic i don't have one right here uh, but it's great for going out to events where it's noisy and it's busy and people don't have a lot of experience with being interviewed necessarily, <clears throat> and it'll pick up the sound and it'll get you that that voice, uh, you know, the voice recording that you want to get, right? It won't be the, it might not be the most pleasant sound ever, but you'll come back with what you went there to get and you'll get some good audio. It's it's great for going live as well, let's talk about, um, you have a, I, I, I don't know if this is a green screen. It's an eMart studio <coughs> setup, eMart uh, 10 by 10. Tell us about that. Yeah, I don't use an e-screen. Let me, I'm going to show it to you because I'm on my iPad, so I can actually move around. But let me show you behind the scenes here, and it's pretty cool, in my opinion. So it's a physical backdrop. See, this is how it looks. I can probably move over here. See, you can see the whole, this is my backdrop. See it? And that's where I sit right there and hmm. then here this is the back so it actually stands on that item that you're wow. showing there and it stands on these on the stand and it works really well it looks way nicer in my opinion than just me sitting in front of the typical backdrop which would be roughly this watch would look like that right right you mean <laughs> like this like this back here <laughs> so, yeah so i did green screen for a while and you know, at times I, I've thought that with that backdrop, I've often thought that you were out, actually outside in front of a building. <clears throat> Have people told you that? And then the windows are looking inside to the building that you like, yeah, yeah. you left the office, you're sitting outside at your little outside studio. Of course, there'd probably be weather in Iowa and things like that just this time of year. But uh, yeah, it's a great, great looking setup. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Yep. Now, where do you get the backdrop come with it, or you have to buy the backdrop separately? Yeah, it's separate. Um, so that's um, if you if you go to my home my uh, store page, you can uh, check that out. My storefront, Christoph Trap on Amazon.com. I'm sure it's on there. But there's all kinds, of, or you can just search. There's all right. kinds of different versions. Um, sometimes it's just a wall, like Jim Fuse has just a wall. I I, I think it's a backdrop. I don't know. Right. I never he never told me that. I'm not but sure. It's like it. <laughs> and 
Um, so there's others. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I should buy a new one. And I'm like, but then I'm like, why? It looks just fine. It's not broken, you know? It looks great. Um, I did use a green screen for a while. We'll probably use one again at different <clears throat> times. But for this go round, for this year starting out, I'm kind of liking going back to a natural background. But the green screen really lets you be anywhere you want to be. Um, yep. As long as you have decent lighting and, uh, you know, a nice image to put in front of it. Um, I love the Elgato green screen, uh, basically because I can slide it under a bed and get it right out of the way. You, you pull it up. It's like the opposite of pulling down a curtain. Um, it's very nice quality. And uh, a lot of a lot of live streamers use that one. So I, I highly recommend that as well. Um, and I highly recommend Christoph's new book, which uh, I know you're going to enjoy. It's called Is Marketing a Good Career? Get it on Amazon. Just go down to the carousel, click on the button there and uh, go get yourself a copy. Uh, it's taking off. I'm sure he's going to hit in the bestseller list. If he hasn't already, it's going to happen soon. Um, he's got a, a great track record of publishing books and uh, getting really good reviews and feedback on all his books. So thank you so much for coming on, Christoph. Congratulations on his marketing a good career. I love what you said about SEO, even on Amazon. We often forget Amazon is a search engine. And I'll just, uh, the final question I want to ask you, because I thought of this as, you know, I might have a book coming out again and want to think about this. Does sales drive SEO or SEO drive sales? Like, which comes <laughs> the chicken or the egg, right? Like, do you what? have any idea with their algorithm? Is it is it one, the other? Is it both? Like, you know, because you talked about starting out with a question that people are asking and then getting <laughs> to the bestseller, whereas before you did hit the bestsellers, but you started out more with, what do people, what do I want to talk about, right? <laughs> right. So it's kind of, uh, so I'm just going to search quickly. Is marketing a good career on Amazon? And it's actually not showing me the volume. Sometimes it does. So I think, and, but I'm already ranking number one there if people search right. on Amazon. So that's already working. What I was actually referring to is, so I don't know. So my sales are okay, right? But I'm just getting started. And I'm already ranking number one. So I don't know if that's related or not. But what I was really referring to is I want to rank on Google, right? So I want Amazon. Ah. I want my listing on Amazon, which has a high rating, to rank number one on Google, which has thousands of views, listen, right. uh, thousands of um, uh, searches. searches every month. And um, that's what I want to do. So I don't know how quick that's going to happen. Um, on Amazon, I'm already ranking number one for that exact phrase because it's an exact match. Um, and it's pretty high up. So that's already working. I don't know if Amazon uses sales. I don't know how they right. do it. Um, there well, is you're, you're already coming up. You're definitely coming up number one because I searched in an incognito browser to make sure it was in, wasn't influenced by the kind of things I already go to. And it, it came up number one, like right away. So, <laughs> yeah. So nice job. So is marketing a good career? Again, you can get the book by going to the carousel. It's great talking to Christoph Trapp. I wish you all the best with the book and uh, look forward to catching up when, when things slow down for you a little bit, if that ever happens these days <laughs> in the world of marketing. <laughs> Probably won't. Happy New Year and thanks. Uh, nice to see you. Thanks. For Happy New Year. Thanks a lot for joining us, Christoph.
And that is Christoph Trapp. Again, the book is, Is Marketing a Good Career? And you can follow Christoph on Twitter at Christoph Trapp. And his place on Amazon, just put his name, Christoph Trapp, T-R-A-P-P-E, into Amazon. You'll get his Amazon Live channel. You can see his live streams. And, of course, you can always find our channel here for live stream deals is rossbrand.live. I'm Ross Brand. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to being back with another episode of Livestream Deals very soon. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend.